Hey guys, Hunter here. If you're like me, you've started to listen to uh, most of your podcasts on Spotify. And if you guys do, it would really help us out if you would leave us a review on Spotify. We've just recently gotten on the platform and we're trying to get our reviews up. So if you enjoy the show, uh, we would really greatly appreciate you going there and uh, clicking a, a review for us. It only takes a few seconds and it will really help us out uh, with growing the podcast and getting the good word of health and fitness out. Now let's get to the show. with the Coyote Fitness Podcast. Hunter here with Caleb and Tyler once again. We're starting the last month of the year out strong here in the Flowood Podcast Recording Studios. And we're going to talk about something uh, exciting today. We're going to talk about maintenance and how to maintain your progress. So um, a lot of times we're talking about how to lose weight, how to get stronger, um, those types of conversations. And uh, today we're going to talk about, well, what do you do once you've reached your goal? Say you have a, say you set a goal for 2022 and a weight loss goal or muscle gain goal or whatever it is, and you hit it and you're excited. So now what do you do? What do you go in to maintain? Because the maintenance side of things is um, a completely different skill set than the loss or gain side of things. And so it's another skill into itself. So we're going to talk about uh, how to maintain in regards to nutrition and how to maintain in regards to uh, working out. And uh, it's going to be a good uh, conversation. Yeah, I think it's it's funny because we we often find that we do talk about loss or we talk about like setting a real aggressive goal to move forward. But for most of us, the majority of our life is going to be spent in the middle where we're trying to hold the progress we've made, uh, survive what's going on in life and the stage of life that we're in, and then selectively choose times to make an aggressive push towards weight loss or weight gain or strength or some sort of skill that you want to. But uh, I think where most people I find are frustrated is that they feel like maintenance is a bad thing. Oh, I'm just remaining. But as we get older, as we engage life, it is a skill to be able to maintain the progress that you've made and to not have that backsliding effect, especially as you get older. And so uh, maintenance is kind of what we're all aiming for at the end of the day. And then what we are going to talk about a little bit is how maintenance actually is a slow form of progress. And so what we're trying to aim for is not maintenance in, I never make a, I never achieve another goal, but maintenance in the form of, as I maintain, maintain the progress that I've made, consistency is going to lead to slow and steady results, a slow trajectory to health, which is from yeah. the, the playbook of uh, CrossFit methodology from a training standpoint is we want to aim for slow progressions. And with our food and with our body, that's how it works as well. Yeah, it's, it's an up and to the right scale, but it doesn't have to be straight up and straight to the right. I think it's important to keep track of the time frame, uh, just kind of what, how long do you want to make progress? Do you want to make really quick progress really fast? And then, you know, is that going to be sustainable if you make too much progress too quick? 
Um, so I think it comes down to really setting an appropriate time frame. Is it weeks? Is it months? Is it years? And so I like to think on sometimes more of the years scale when it comes to especially holding on to the progress that we've made. Because um, I think we can get really caught up, kind of like you said, Caleb, and that's something I hear a lot too, is we can get really caught up in the short term and not even realize that uh, you know maybe we need to take a step back and recognize the progress we've made in order to not lose any of the ground that we've already covered. So um, I, I like the idea of maintenance being where we live most of the time. Let's define, yeah, let's define that. Yeah. So what would you guys say is the definition of maintenance? Um, because for some people, they may not know what that is. So what do you guys think of when you think of maintenance? I think of health and fitness and training and specifically is a lifetime pursuit. And it's not a 12-week uh, training program and then, all right, I've arrived and here I am. You know, that's something that I think uh, subconsciously I used to think was when I made all this progress on a lift or whatever, it's like, okay, I made it. Now I'm going to move on to something else and thinking that I was going to keep those gains and then also uh, be able to make progress in another area, just like a video game or something like that. Like you, you bump up your, your character stats in one area and then uh, you just work on the next one and you keep those stats. Well, that's not how it works in real life. You have to do uh, continue to do work that's going to uh, keep your body from losing the progress that it made because it's always trying to work towards homeostasis and it's always going to, um, you know, work back towards where it came from. And so you have to do work to be able to, to maintain it. So um, if you're trying to get stronger, for example, um, and you make a ton of progress in 12 weeks, say you had, let's unrealistic but say you added 50 pounds to your back squat in 12 weeks um well it's going to take a lot of work to maintain that because if if you stop say you then you go four weeks without back squatting and you test it again you will have probably lost close to, if not all of that progress mm -hmm. in just four weeks and so you have to uh go into a, a mode of i need to hold on to to the progress that i've made and the same thing goes in every single area whether it's in training or whether it's in uh your weight or uh body fat percent or anything like that it's realizing that it is a lifetime journey and I'm never going to reach the destination and arrive and then just be able to, uh, not do anything anymore because I've, I've got there because your body's yeah. always going to be changing and adapting. And so, um, you have to start looking at things as in years and decades, as opposed to mm -hmm. weeks and months, because, um, that's the reality of, of life. All, all of our life, our body is going to be changing. It's not, it's never going to be the same from one day to the next. And so if we can realize that and understand that, then we start taking a longer time horizon when we're trying to do things, because we realize if in the back squat example, uh, if we add 50 pounds over a year or over two years, we're going to be much more likely to, um, hold on to that, those gains, because our body has been at that point for a, a, a very extended period of time. And so it starts becoming uh, what's normal for your body, as opposed to, uh, yeah, you hit a 50 pound PR on your back squat in one week, but then you just quit squatting. And so it's going to go back down to what it had been like for the years beforehand. If yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That does make a lot of sense. And the same theory and same idea can be looked at nutritionally. So I think of it, maintenance is more so finding the balance when it comes to your calorie intake and the energy that you know that you're gonna output. So when it comes to something a little more specific like measuring food and tracking calories and saying, where do I create the priority? I like to think of uh, our maintenance calorie that we would say like, like you know, what is your calorie intake if we're eating at a maintenance calorie, right? We need to think about 
How often are we exercising? What does our activity look like in our day? Are we, uh, do we have a desk job and do we work out three times a week or are we very active within our job day to day and we're working out four to six times a week? So when we can balance the calories that we intake with the energy that we're putting out from a body weight, body fat perspective, if we can maintain and hold the intake balance with our output, then we're going to be more likely to be able to look at other pursuits. Another thing I, I think about that when it comes to priorities, um, especially with with maintenance and calories, is is protein intake. I think for a lot of people, and a lot of people out here get burnt out on tracking calories and uh, you know measuring food and weighing out everything so minutely, minusculely. But if we can at least think about from the start is ensuring that we're getting in the appropriate amount of protein every single day. I think that can be a really good way to take some stress off of the plate per se when it comes to tracking food. Hey, if I know I'm getting my ideal uh, body weight in grams of protein per day, I'm probably doing the thing that is going to help me maintain the weight that I'm at. Now, we don't want to overdo. We don't want to underdo if we're looking to hang out where we're at. But from a, from a balance and an intake standpoint, I, I tell most people to start with that protein and make sure that's kind of your daily in and out goal. Yeah. So talking more about food specifically. So when we talk about maintenance, really the difference between losing a pound of body fat per week, which is a significant goal. Oh, yeah. And that is a phenomenal success rate, a pound of body fat per week. The difference in that and maintenance is, is three to 500 calories mm-hmm. given, you know, activity level changing. That's not a lot. That's, two bananas and maybe an extra slice of toast and you know a little bit more rice you know it that kind of thing adds up very quickly four oreos four Four oreos Oreos. yeah Yeah. so the difference between oh i'm going to do the beach body challenge i'm going to lose a body a pound of body fat per week and oh now i'm going to go to maintenance for a lot of people they stop tracking altogether Mm -hmm. when they're in maintenance and they easily can be going into a six, seven, eight, nine hundred more calories at what they feel like is maintenance. And so what I want to point out is that maintenance is actually a lot closer to the most disciplined diet you've ever had than you thought. And what I think most people do is they overestimate what maintenance actually looks Mm -hmm. like. And so that leads to this backsliding effect that six months later, they've got to go back to, oh, I need to go, I need to attack a diet and I need to be really aggressive again. And so that three to 500 calorie difference is the only difference between amazing success and maintenance. And so I think the value of continuing to track your food while you're in a maintenance period is just, if not more important than learning how to track your food when you're dieting to lose weight, because maintenance is going to be where you're going to live your life. And so we want to make sure that that becomes a habit. Oh yeah. I think uh, you were talking about weighing and measuring your food earlier. And I think that that, is not something that anyone needs to do for their entire life, but I think it is very important to do for a period of your life because it's going to teach you um, how much food you're actually eating on a given basis. You start getting an idea of what three ounces of chicken versus six ounces of chicken are, um, what what a cup of rice versus two cups of rice are, all this. There's so many different things. And if you go through an extended period of time where you are weighing and measuring your food and you are tracking diligently everything, every single thing that you take into your, your body, then you start having a much better idea of being able to eyeball it. If, if you say, well, I don't want to track anymore, well, at least you'll have, start being able to eyeball things. And t- so now I can yeah. pretty much look at 
you know, what's on my plate and have a pretty good idea of how much of each thing is in there. Now, I've tracked my food and weighed it for years, and I still, if I'm not tracking my calories, I'm not, I'm not going to be able to know exactly what I'm eating um, and how many calories and how much protein I'm eating. And I typically end up under eating protein, which is, which is common, even though I've been doing it for over 10 years. If I'm not tracking, I'm going to start under eating protein. And so I realized that in order for me to maintain at the place I want to be at, once I get there, I have to continue to track. Uh, in in an app just because I'm I'm, no matter how much I do it I'm never going to be exactly right and a few hundred calories here 20 grams of protein there that you are off by can make all the difference in the long in in the long run and next thing you know you think you're at maintenance calories but you haven't been tracking and all of a sudden you weigh weigh yourself and you put on five pounds in three months you're like what I thought I was in maintenance but now I got to go back into a deficit to get back down to where I was and so it's so important to do that. And the longer you do it, if you get it at maintenance and you say, say you weigh 200 pounds and your, your, your body is 200 pounds for five years, it's going to be much more likely for your body to stay at 200 pounds because that's what it's gotten used to over an extended period of time. And so it'll be easier for you. But it is a skill to be able to switch from I'm in a deficit to now I'm in a maintenance, but I still need to maintain where I'm at because um, if I take the foot off the gas and just start putting in cruise control for a little while, I could potentially, you know, start losing um, some of those progress, some of that progress that I made. It's really important. I think now that you say that to think about mindset as that other aspect of maintenance, we've talked about training, we've talked about food, but there's an importance to having a maintenance mindset and what that, what that's like. Um, part of the maintenance mindset is a balance of not letting yourself go, but also not putting the pressure on yourself to um, be as strict as you are when you're trying to set a very specific goal for a short, short amount of time. And so I think that mindset, um, a couple of things I think about is one, when you're in maintenance, everything doesn't have to be perfect and it's okay. So it helps people take a little bit of that pressure off mm-hmm. um, of understanding that perfection is not a part of any training program, but much less a uh, a training mentality that is geared around maintaining your health for the long run and for longevity. Um, Also with a maintenance mindset, it's understanding that, you know, for a lot of us, we set our standard at something that was 10, 15 years ago for a lot of adults. They're thinking about, you know, things that I did when I didn't have kids, when I didn't have the responsibilities that I have. And so, you know, making sure that your maintenance mindset is for your present day situation and not for yeah. what it was like 10 years ago. Um, we, we hear this a lot, but I think a lot of times people, kids almost are like a stumbling block to your best, the best shape you've ever been in. And in reality, having kids and having the priority of maybe some other responsibilities that come along with raising a family are a part of a healthy maintenance mindset and understanding that sometimes that's going to interfere with with uh, you maybe what you look like in college or what you expect from a time in your life when you were in the gym six days a week. And so a maintenance mindset kind of understands that there are going to be some days, some weeks where it's three to four days and there are things that come up with the kids that just don't allow you to get to the gym mm-hmm. or that make it to where your schedule, it's impossible for you to get home to eat. And so kind of taking all those things and I really, I like the idea of maintenance with the three pillars of your training, your nutrition, and also your mindset. I was thinking about that. And I think to me, that is the most important thing is being realistic about where you are in your life and what you can do in this period of your life and realizing that life is seasons and there's never going to be one season. Uh, that's the only thing you do for your entire life. Even if you're trying to compete at 
and make it to the CrossFit Games, you still are going to need to have an off season where you are not doing uh, anything. Yep. Um, you're going to need an extended period of time to recover and relax, and and that's just a one year period. But for all of us, we live life. You know, we live. We're going to live hopefully over 80 years of our life. There's going to be periods of time where we have a lot of, t- of of time and energy and resources to be able to devote to our health and fitness and really make a lot of progress. Um, there's also going to be times when you got a kid at one practice and another kid at another practice and you're picking up from school, you're taking to school, you got sports uh, uh, tournaments on the weekends, you got all kinds of things going on and you're just trying to get your workouts in the best you can. But if you can learn to realize what season of life you are and not set yourself up to fail by trying to do too many things all at once, you can be much more likely to succeed. For example, for me, you know, I've been talking about the marathon all year long. I quickly realized once we started running, 10 plus miles on a Saturday that there was no way that I was going to be able to do a whole lot of strength, Mm -hmm. strength training the rest of the week because my body, it already was taking me two or three days to recover from that. I couldn't also lift heavy during the week and then expect to be able to go out on the weekend and uh, be able to run and also spend most of my week working and doing all this type of stuff and also have energy to spend time with, with my wife, uh, after work and all that and on the weekends and do, do things like that. It's like, you have to pick and pick that you can't do everything all at once. And so I realized, all right, I understand my body composition is not where I want it to be. I'm losing some muscle mass, but that's the sacrifice I'm making to achieve this goal. But as soon as that's over with, after I spend the recovery time, then it'll be, I'll go into a period of, let me try to get put some muscle back on that I've lost from all this, all this running, because there's no way I could have done them both at the same time. They were conflicting things. And unless I was a full-time athlete and that's all I was doing, which I'm not, then you, I was, I would be setting myself up to fail if I would have said, gosh, I'm getting so frustrated because my body fat percent is going up because I'm losing muscle because I'm running for three hours on Saturday. Um, and so just being, having that awareness allowed me to take the pressure off myself and not beat myself up of my body fat percent is not where I want it to be. Um, because of what I'm doing on the weekend. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it goes down in, into not losing track of that time frame. You knew your time frame going into it. Hey, we're going to be in a period where we're just not lifting a whole lot of weights. We're doing a lot more distance and endurance. I had a conversation uh, actually this morning at the 5 a.m. class with a member who's going to go run uh, half marathon, and there's a, a group of people going to run half marathon. I said, hey, when you get done with that, take some time to recover and kind of do some R&R and kind of reprioritize where it is that you want to go for the next season. But while you're in it, you know, if you're in a, a point of maintenance, and this is something that I don't want people to to forget, I think is so important. Uh, but like being in a maintenance is a really good time to try new skills, try new activities, new sports, train for a half marathon, learn to play tennis. If you have the time, if you are happy with your body composition and you've made a lot of progress where you're at and you're in a position where, okay, I know that, uh, I'm not going to be doing as much strength training in this time because I'm going to learn, you know, how to play golf. It's like, well, spend that energy learning something new, cultivating something in your mind that maybe you haven't done before. Because at the end of the day, you know, at the end of the 100 Words of Fitness, it's regularly learn and play new sports. Well, how do we get ourselves in the position and opportunity to regularly learn and play new sports? First, we should make the progress that we need to make with our body composition. So we're in a position to spend our energy where we want to. If it's, you know, going to the ballpark with the kids and being able to, you know, actually throw batting practice, you know, that's, that's burning energy. That is an activity that is exercise. Or, you know, if, if you're like me right now, you know, for myself, it, 
you know, duck season just started. This is a time where I'm going to do a little more time spent in energy hunting. I'm not going to be trying to lift as heavy as I can every single day and trying to burn myself down. When well, I, you're, you may try. <laughs> I may try. I I'm going to try my hardest. Uh, but to not. Yeah, but <laughs> no, exactly. It's something I've had to learn. You over, learned the hard way because I had to like, learn the hard way last year. You come in on Friday yeah. and beat yourself into the ground in the gym, and then you try to go out in the deer uh, in the duck blind on Saturday, and you're falling asleep because you're yeah. so tired. Or vice versa. Or vice versa. <laughs> it's really vice versa. If it really I is, wear yeah. myself down so hard on the weekend that I spend myself trying to catch up, you know, quote catch up with my fitness during the week. I need to prioritize my recovery elsewhere. And so what I've it, learned that. What it comes down to, I think, and, and this is a conversation we do have a lot because we want to make sure and sympathize with people in this, but you can't expect PRs when you're not doing PR things. And so when you're not getting PR lift sleep, you can't come in and expect to hit a PR lift. Yeah. When the last time that you did that, you were doing a lot of other things to help support that goal. Um, you know, don't expect, I'm not expecting to thrive at a half marathon <laughs> this weekend because I haven't run in No one months. should expect to do that. Right? Well, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but so I think what do we see a lot of times in that mindset, the maintenance mindset is that you, we sometimes add needless stress onto ourselves when we expect results that we're not in a, an aggressive supporting yeah. role of different habits towards that success. And so I will often, you know, hear people experience frustration when it comes to physical progress or physical feats that at one time they did. In a, be, whole, a whole different season. In a whole yeah. different season of life. And so I think that's needless stress. And I think that that causes a strain um, and it can sometimes ruin your relationship to yeah. exercise or nutrition if you get on the body scanner and you know you haven't been tracking your food for six weeks, but you get on the scanner and expect the best scan you've ever had. Um, you expect to squat more than you ever have and you haven't been doing those things. Yeah, and so I mean, mismanaged expectations, I think, causes a lot of needless stress um, around you know, helping people frame what is a really healthy mindset. Yeah. when it comes to maintenance yeah hunter and i were talking about just before we we turned the podcast on hunter and i were talking about this and you know i was we were talking about i was doing a whole lot of travel when cassidy was in auburn and there was a season where you know it was just me here so i was putting my head down really heavy and making a lot of substantial progress and and now that some some things have changed and you know the scheduling of things looks different i need to also be now able that to, your wife's making the that, schedule now that my wife is say in the same zip code as me yeah. uh in the same state yeah you're right um she knows it i know it but uh i mean realistically like if say you have a job that requires you to travel a lot for eight to nine months out of the year well if you know you're going to be on the road a lot out of, you know during that time frame Maybe it's more important to think about maintaining the progress that you can make during those other times of the year where you know you're going to be more consistent and be in more control of the things that you can control. So I think it, I think it's something I wrote down in two two bullet points that if you get anything is like don't lose track of the time frame that you're on and not everything is always a push. There has to be a pull somewhere. There has to be a time where you take a breath. There has to be a time where you reprioritize and Hunter tells me this all the time is, you know, you, you want to spend a, a good bit of your time with your head down working hard, but you got to, you got to lift your head up and breathe every now and then. And it's the same thing with our fitness. It's the same thing with our nutrition. And it's the same thing with our mind too. If you're really into the cold shower and the meditation and the sauna and the deep breathing, 
and you get a lot out of that, but there's going to come a point where you're like, I need to take a little break from being so intense with that. Hopefully you at least create some habits that you Mm -hmm. can maintain from those type of things. I made a post about this uh, yesterday in regards to, you know, athletes training for sports. And I I did that after meeting with Keaton and we were going over a program for, he was uh, doing for uh, his brother who plays baseball. But um, I, you know, I really was talking about how to break down the whole year as far as training for a sport. And the biggest period that I see that kids are skipping over is an extended off season period where a time of not even working on their sport specific skill that they're spending just making themselves a better athlete. And that's following an extended off period um, of not doing anything and resetting. And I think we see, you know, especially with kids. I mean, when I was a kid growing up, I literally went from season to season of sport from the time I was five years old till I graduated high school. Like literally I didn't have, I didn't have more than a week off from five until 18. And I was always had so much trouble putting on uh, size and muscle because I was constantly doing things. And uh, so then the summer after my senior year, I was actually started making a lot of progress in the gym because I was quit doing things and I backed off so much, but I think we just always are trying to fill our plates with so many different things without realizing that it's just, it's probably even more important to having a period of time where we're not doing anything and we're allowing our body and even more so our mind time to recover. And then we want to get to the point where, gosh, I'm so ready to get back. Like we went on vacation a couple weeks ago in the last few days, I was like, I'm ready to get back, you know? And I think that's important to get to that point on a vacation. You don't want to go to where you just are finally starting to relax and you got to get back and feel like, man, I wish I could have stayed a couple more days. I would rather stay an extra day or two to the point where I'm like, man, I can't wait to get back and get back to work. And I think that's really important because we all need to have that built into our yearly schedules and also our weekly schedules. That's why um, we have the gym closed on Sundays and people always ask about us having uh, open gym on Sundays. And to me, I think we're doing our clients a disservice by allowing them to come in and lift weights on a Sunday um, when we know that a day off is in crucial for their long-term progress and they're going to burn out and possibly get injured if they're never taking days off and so having a day off is really important and I think that applies to every area of life in that you need to look at everything you're doing as a season and if you're looking at your work life as a year-long season when is when is the heavy time of my year of work I need to spend more time working there and I well I can't expect to be um, making a lot of progress at the gym. I need to go into a really maintenance uh, schedule at that point. And then this is the slow time of the year. This is when I'm really going to buckle down and really f- focus on my health and fitness and try to make some progress here. You know, if you can uh, plan accordingly and, and stick, like you said, stick your head up from time to time and uh, plan things out longer than the next day ahead of me, then, you, then you'll set yourself up to have a lot more success in the long term and be able to make progress over years and years and years. The way that I like to think of it is maintenance is being okay with being three months away from being the best in any particular area. And if you can remain in like grabbing distance of one of your top goals in a certain area, whether it be a back squat or a 10K or a body fat percentage or yeah, a CrossFit style conditioning, um, I think you're in a great place because all of us should seek to be within about 12 weeks. A 12-week cycle allows for a deload, it allows for a rest, recovery, and it allows you for almost two segments or one full cycle away. And so if you can, I think maintenance, a great way to think about it is 
to just know you're within within arm's length of any specific area in a lot of different areas and then you can rest easy and know that mm-hmm. it's okay if I can't back squat PR and do my half marathon and have the lowest body fat percentage and also have the most balance with my family and work. But if you can just be within arm's length of each of those at any point, you know, okay, I'm going to take 12 weeks this summer and I'm going to try to get my body fat percentage to the best it's ever been. Or I'm going to take time in the winter and I'm going to really prioritize sleep and recovery and the strength work. And I'm going to make sure and not miss a single strength session so that I can have be at the top of my back squat and what it's been. So I think that's a good way to think about it is trying to be within arm's length of a lot of different goals that you have. That's really good discussion. I I think one other thing before we wrap it up, unless you have something else, Tyler, I thought um, it's really important to realize that being able to maintain is a skill in and of itself and realizing that if you haven't been able to maintain in the past, it's because you haven't acquired the skill to maintain. You might, it's easy to um, have the motivation to, I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm going to reach this goal. Um, but when you get to the goal, what do you do at that point? That that's, that's also a little bit more tricky because you don't have the, it's not as sexy and as exciting to say, well, I'm just going to keep my body weight where it's at. Like that's, that's not really fun. It's more fun to have goals, but realizing that that's a skill in and of itself. And that's something that I think that people don't realize they need. A lot of times they need help with, and they can ask a coach, well, I'm here. What do I need to do just so I can kind of maintain, this is a crazy period of my life. Can you help me walk through this period of life? And I think that's something to keep in mind uh, when you get to that point and not just saying, okay, I've reached my goal. All right. I'm just going to, I'm just going to chill now. I'm going to, I'm on cruise control uh, because I've seen it so many times that people reach a goal and then they take their foot off their gas. And then three months later, they're almost back to where they were because they thought they were maintaining, but they were actually slowly regressing back to where they were. And instead of, instead of having a plan to go out of the progress phase and into the maintenance phase, um, I think if you can implement that plan as well on top of your training, then that's going to allow you to do that. And then once you figure it out, it becomes easy to be able to do that. And I, you just have to figure out something. What can I do for two, three, four years straight to maintain? If I can, if I can do this for an extended period of time, um, that's going to be the, the win-win for you. So I think if you can th- realize that m- going from progress into maintenance is a skill in of itself. If you realize I haven't been able to do that in the past, reach out to somebody and ask for some help in that area because there are coaches who can not only help you get to where you want to be, but also help you maintain it for an extended period of time. Absolutely. I love it. Well, that was, that was great guys. Um, let's move on to the, uh, to the next segment outside the box. That was crisp. So I did some, uh, voice, uh, exercises before we came in here to uh unique couldn't tell red leather yellow leather (laughs) so uh what 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 do you guys got caleb and i got a big race this weekend i'm gonna be running literally twice as far as him so no big deal on that one but um uh walking (laughs) uh what uh what uh tyler you already talked about you got some hunting going on it is duck season it is um it is this is my favorite time of year it's cold outside every now and then you know, once once a week it gets cold in Mississippi during yeah. the winter. On that day, I get really excited, and then the next day it's seventy degrees. But uh, no, I I like this time of year. It's getting cold. Um, I'll have a trip planned in January. Then I'll take a few days and maybe go travel a little bit. But other than that, uh, sticking to the weekend warrior mindset. Sticking to the same approach, taking all your days off in January. Yeah, starting the year off strong. With speaking of maintenance, yeah. Speaking of yeah. Right. Um, but no, uh, Cassidy is actually 
out this weekend uh doing a dog show so that's that's a fun thing you know my you know i was laughing at her spotify wrapped and all the (laughs) podcasts there were a couple on there that were like things that i would have never Never. seen like she's the only person i know in the world who is like uh an expert on like dog showing we were talking about that last night she's the only one i know like like, it, it was like we were like so I was like, how'd you learn all the things you know about like dogs and dog show? And she's like, I just listen to podcasts all day on it. So I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's what's going on. You know, duck season for me is just a little bit of hunting here and there. The World Cup's going on and that's kind of, we talked about it um, on the last episode some, but this is kind of, we're right in the middle of it. And by the time this airs, uh, we're going to know if the U.S. has uh, has any more life in them. But we're hoping uh, that we get to watch at least... Two more matches. That would be phenomenal. We'll know by the time this episode comes out. We so will. You'll know. know. You'll know. So if, you know what, I'm just going to call it. You guys be prepared because when this comes out, we're going to be playing again. Caleb thinks we're going to play Argentina. I think it's going to happen. And yeah, so anyway, I, I think one thing that's cool is uh, during the World Cup, one of, I really, I think I mentioned this too, but the, the whole idea of all these cultures from around the world coming together and just seeing how they interact and seeing how the fans you know, groups of thousands of different people from all these different cultures come and some of the stories of inspiration and, and, um, overcoming extreme odds to, to make it to the greatest stage in all of sports. Uh, it's really neat to see, especially from the smaller countries and seeing how much it means to them and seeing countries go on hold just to be able to watch. I think it adds a lot of maybe, unnecessary pressure to a sport but it also is can can bring out the best it can bring out the best in um culture and uh community and being able to have some shared camaraderie or shared uh suffering in some examples shared (laughs) suffering more like shared suffering yeah well i i've really enjoyed watching the world cup i've been uh pleasantly surprised with how our team has played we got a lot of young guys and um i think the future is very bright in four years and it's pretty much solidified for me that I'm definitely going to go to a game in four years. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Game, yeah, it's uh, be when great. it's in uh, North America, hopefully it'll be one of the arenas close by. My brother and I had already talked about it, and we're planning on going. So I already told my wife I was going, yeah. and so I gave her a four-year uh, heads up, and she said she wanted to go. I was like, I mean, if you really want to go, you can go. But um, So anyways, I think Caleb might want to go, and uh, Tyler, you can hold down the fort while we're gone. And- yeah, if you know anything about me, you know I could care less about <laughs> that. So don't worry. You guys go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, uh, we, uh, Caleb and I also have our races, uh, this weekend. So excited about that. We will be going to Memphis and running our marathon, which you guys are probably tired of hearing about at uh, this point. And, uh, so this episode will come out after we've already finished it. I'll make a post about on Instagram, how it went. And, uh, there'll be another episode that comes out before I can talk about it. So, uh, in, in a couple more weeks, if you guys are just listeners, um, you can find out how it, you can wait on with, at the edge of your seats yeah. to determine if With we finish breath. If, if we you may be it. waiting a while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, if not, you can follow me on Instagram, O W O N H R 23 at uh, on Instagram. No and free I'll make, ads here. Yeah, no free ads. Get out of here. <laughs> I actually pay for this ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, allowed. You're yeah, allowed. Okay. Uh, so anyways, uh, you guys got anything to recommend before we wrap it up? Uh, so I do recommend if you are be- if you've been watching the World Cup, a lot of people don't know you can go on YouTube and watch small. You know, one of the big things with soccer is it is it is a long. Uh, it's it's hard to watch for a lot of points in the game, especially if you're not um, if you're not really if you're not able to look at details. And so um, you can go on YouTube and Fox Sports does these five minute summaries, and you see all of the highlights and all the action and 
uh, in the matches. And so I would recommend you go on YouTube at night and watch a summary of some of the matches that you want to catch up on. And it can really kind of very quickly bring you up to speed on all the things that are developing. It can, uh, you know, give you a better appreciation because especially now that they're playing at the same time, you know, most people can't contribute a couple hours a day to watch soccer uh, during the week. So that's my recommend. Go check it out. Cool. Um, I just started Think Again by Adam Grant. Um, if you kind of have picked up at this point, um, you realize that I'm pretty into psychology and the psychology of mindset and thinking and those kind of things. So Adam Grant, he's an organizational psychologist. Um, he kind of talks about how to uh, embrace uh, the joy of being wrong and uh, ways to kind of have that kind of utilize that growth mindset from a uh, psychology standpoint so uh, I'm listening to it just started it actually this morning but it was recommended to me by a member so I'm going to recommend it forward a premature recommend could be (laughs) I trust this recommend so I I think it's going to be pretty good Uh, so I am reading a book right now called Empire of Sin and it is basically a history story of the city of New Orleans Uh, hold on can I can I comment because I'm pretty sure your wife posted about this book yeah and then she immediately right afterwards like yeah. scratch that i don't recommend <laughs> she, whatever uh, so i bought the book and uh, i was planning on reading it and she saw it she's like that looks interesting i'm gonna take it with us and she literally read two pages and she was like this is too gruesome for me i'm not reading it but i'm reading i'm about halfway done right now and i really enjoy it but it's just a cool history uh story about new orleans which is a city that's close by and i didn't know a ton of history uh about it really and it starts in like the late uh 19th century and goes into the early 20th 20th century and uh it's just fascinating uh if you if you know much about new orleans you know it's full of culture and lots of different types of people and it's really cool to see how it all uh kind of went down and how it got started so i really enjoy books like that it's a it's a cool cool interesting read um if you like that kind of thing uh, check it out. Empire I'm so Sin. glad that that was good because I wanted it to be good when I yeah. first saw the yeah. post and I was worried. I was like, dang, that, could it was just, that had a lot of just, potential. It just starts off with so, like a prologue story of somebody like getting their head chopped off. Or yeah, something, that's, so. a dang, that's a stinky, <laughs> dangerous place. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyways, that's, uh, that's it for this week. Hope you guys enjoy the uh, episode and we will catch you next time. Silky smooth sounds.